Why don't you just fucking stand out to people, man? Why don't you? You're Mr. Quiet. I don't have to do it. I do what I want. No. It's doing what you want and just sitting there? I think you need to sit down and watch The Godfather again. And what part are some man lessons? What what part are you in The Godfather? The part that tells you to stand up and act like a man. You're the guy who's telling the henchman to do everything for him. How how yeah. did how did you get that position? That's how it's done. How did you automatically rank up to that? What do you mean? What do you mean? If you got a problem with people, you should be stepping up and saying something, oh, not telling me to step up and say something My for hands you. Are clean. God, why why are you uh, why are you going all crazy? Because you won't let me eat. I'm starving. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to eat until after the show. I'm fucking starving, dude. I'm starving too, but if I, if I let Joe eat now, then uh, immediately when Joe is done eating, Joey gets tired. And Joey turns into, uh, what do you turn into? Turn into a bear either way, man. <laughs> a bear, I wish. I'm a hungry bear right now, and then I'm a hibernating bear after I yeah. eat. Yeah. That's right, hibernating bear, which we couldn't record if you were doing that. Well, but you ate. You ate tonight. You ate before work. Yeah. I had, uh, it was a f- fucking fiasco, but. <laughs> Let's hear about this. All right. So, as always, I was fucking doing renovations again. So I finished, like, at 4.30. I got to leave for work around 5.30. So start getting the kids' dinner ready. Okay, you're going to barbecue some hot dogs. Fine, no problem. Nice and easy, throw them on the barbecue. Well, the fucking propane tank runs out as soon as we turn it on. <laughs> so I go to the mother-in-law. Um, you mind if we just uh, 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 boil the hot dogs on the stove instead of barbecuing? And she looks at me like I got two heads. Like, Bo- n- no, I prefer not to. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Wait a minute. Watch the kids. I'll go fucking the Canadian Tire again and fill up this, this propane tank that you guys seem to empty out every two weeks. But you, you told me you have a, a line, a gas line out there to your barbecues. What are you talking about propane tanks? Well, we have one put in, but our, our barbecue is a uh, is propane tank. It's not, uh, it doesn't have the gas tank hookup. Well, that's just like a $15 conversion kit and away you go. Why aren't you on that? Well, how do you do that? You buy this conversion kit. What does it do? I don't know. Some it's like a hose and a regulator or something goes into the line. So I don't, don't know. know. It's a conversion kit, fifteen to twenty bucks. Get on that, Mister mm-hmm. Brooke. Well, considering a tank fill up is twenty one sixty seven, tax included. That adds up, eh? Yeah, it seems expensive. The tank exchange is twenty two dollars. Brand new tank. I don't get that. We got, we have a tank exchange thing. So how does that work? You take any tank there and exchange it for $22 for a full one. So what's the point of that then? You always have a full tank or you always have like the latest tank that's regulated? Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, that way. Like I can get that at my corner store at that price. So that's, you know. Mm. That's pretty good. If it costs you 20, 20 bucks to fill it up, then I guess I'm doing all right at the corner store, just 22 for a tank exchange. In fact, I've exchanged old illegal tanks there for new awesome ones. Oh, well, no, we, we bought one that's part of that exchange program. It's like the e, E1 or ePones ones. Right. So it's part of the program. Part of the program. Yeah, so you can just take it to yeah, any of these right. places. I, I don't give a shit. Okay. Anyway, it's... Uh, hot dogs. The hot dogs... So I get the fucking hot... Uh, run out to Canadian Tire, <laughs> fill up the tank, run back, put the tank on, get the dogs going so the kids can eat, <laughs> put mine on. I got to have a sh- two-minute shower because I should have left for work like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and then I take my three hot dogs. Who's cooking? Well, I was cooking the first half, and then the mother-in-law just pulled mine off after. Oh, okay. While I was having a shower. How many hot dogs are we talking? Three jumbo ones for me. Jumbos? I thought you were off jumbos. I don't know. They bought it. <laughs> and uh, so I got to fucking leave. So boom, threw the hot dogs in the buns, put the buns on a 
on a table plate, put the condiments on, and I'm walking out to my car with a plate in one hand, my bag in the other, carrying three hot dogs and a can of Coke. <laughs> you got to have your can of Coke. And then as I'm walking to my car, the wife pulls in from work, and she's like, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, just the usual nonsense. <laughs> Dealing with your mom. And what does she have for supper? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Sense a lot of uh, agita in your voice. Yeah, I'm fucking irritated, man. Uh, she doesn't care. What? You got to do rentals for all two days, three days that you're off? Okay. That's fine. Do it. Deal with everybody. We just had the kitchen put in. I'm fucking the middleman between uh, her and uh, her and her mother-in-law or mom and uh, the fucking kitchen guys. Okay, back up. So you you're putting a kitchen in in the basement where your mother-in-law is living, right? We're not talking a main floor kitchen. This is the yeah the in-law suite. Okay. So you picked everything out, and now they installed the kitchen, and there's issues. No, it's just, well, there's a delay issue and now they got to come back for one thing and then they're not happy with uh, how one thing looks in the kitchen. So they want me to call a guy. I'm like, I wasn't there when you guys set this thing up in the first place. So why was there no questions about it? So now you want me to ask him a question for you? Why don't you just call him? Hmm. You know what? I hope I fucking, (laughs) I went to the beer store today. (laughs) I bought a case of beer of Corona for 24. This is part of my other issue. Uh, $4 return, uh, you get $4 back, right? But you got to email the receipt in to get the $4 back from whoever makes Corona. Fucking forgot the receipt at the beer store because I was in a rush to get out. So I lose out on that. So you know what I hope I do with these beers? I hope I fucking drink them all and then uh, do it while I'm swimming. And then I hope I, f- I pass out and then I fucking just end it all. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so good. I hope you like that. Hope she enjoys that. <laughs> Take the insurance money. Go get married again and uh, <laughs> fucking give this guy Ajita and kill him too and get more insurance money. Do another rental. <laughs> yeah, she'd be doing all right with your insurance money. Jesus. I can't remember anything anymore because I got too much going on with everything. <laughs> I got so much in my head. Poor Joe. Oh, you had some lovely hot dogs, jumbos. Yeah. I was choking them down as I'm driving <laughs> on the highway. That's a great way to enjoy them. I was feeling sick with the third one. I should have just had two. thought they were just regular small ones. <laughs> yeah, you could have stopped after the second one. <laughs> Oh, no, what's the point? Oh, I got to keep driving them in. You're <laughs> driving down the highway and you're driving hot dogs keep down your throat. Shit in my throat. <laughs> or maybe I knew ahead of time you wouldn't let me eat. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you uh, got them in you. What, did you have the ketchup and the mustard on there? Yeah, that's it. Just slopped it on. Fucking no, no way to enjoy what I'm eating. No mess all over you, though. Impressive. No, I was good. I was, well, I wrapped it up in a couple uh, napkins. Wow. I knew some stuff would squirt out on me. Hell. Like always. Ran on my stomach. Well, I'm I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you uh you know, you didn't have your heart attack today and I'm you, coming, you made man. it in. It's fucking coming. I got the chest pain. <laughs> the other day my arm was like, what the no strength in it whatsoever. You know you see those commercials on TV? You, the the dad's sitting at the table and he's talking to the wife and he's like and she's like, honey, the side of your face is drooping. He's like, oh, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's you. I'm pretty sure I've had two of those already, and I fought it off <laughs> for some reason. She just give in. That's the rent I was doing it Just go, go to the darkness. Wow. Holy shit. Go away from the light. No, you're good, man. You're good. What'd you do on your first day off there? Yeah, after I didn't uh, sleep. <laughs> we were on nights, and uh, so Monday would have been a d- our day off. You went home and got some sleep nope. to recover from the nights. I was supposed to, and then I did. I was supposed to do a couple uh, trim work, pieces of trim work, so a couple hours work of uh, baseboards and whatnot. 
a huh, couple hours turns into uh, 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. So you didn't, you're saying you didn't sleep? And then I had to get the kids ready for dinner. And then I had to take uh, my little man to his uh, t-ball game. So that's from <laughs> 6.30 till 7.45. Did you doze during no. the t-ball game? No, I, was, I enjoyed it. I Come on. took some videos. There's him, yeah. no way you didn't doze off. I You're... didn't bring a chair. I just I stood for another hour. <laughs> oh, I would, no, loved, I would have loved to see you swaying away during that t-ball game. No, I was actually good for it. Uh, and then I got home after that. Um, whatever. Uh, the, my daughter was already sleeping because she goes to bed around 7. The little man stayed up for another, geez, half hour. I kicked him to bed. Uh, the wife went for a bath, and then I still stayed up until fucking 10 o'clock. So what's that? How many not, hours of sleep? 20, it's not possible, man. 27 hours without sleep? Oh, more than that. More than that. So then I was passing out. I go, hmm, maybe I should finally go to bed, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> So along the way, you lost a, uh, one whole sleep cycle. You never got it back. No. Well, that's good. I should be in, in for a good night tonight. We are here at uh, in the middle of the night recording. And then uh, that was the night we had that huge thunderstorm, too. Oh, yeah. Tons of rain. Boom. Fucking wakes me up. Middle of my sleep. Good. Scares me. I got to turn the nightlight on. <laughs> Wasn't there enough light show going on outside? No, I was in the spare bedroom, so it's nice and dark by myself. But Joe gets scared. Turn the nightlight on. Why'd you bail to the spare because bedroom? Because when I do the overnights, I snore apparently, so I get I go to the spare room, so she sleeps quiet. Well, actually, it's it's more that you're not breathing in the middle of your sleep. No, no. Like you yeah. have you have sleep apnea. You need to get checked out I don't for have that. Sleep apnea. I'm just tired and exhausted, and I, I want to die. <laughs> I've seen your sleep apnea here in action. Uh, I just well, want to go to the big sleep. Just let me let uh, me fade away. Well, so I don't have to do any more rentals. At least you're here now, man. Yeah, you're here you're with happy? me in the happy place. I'm happy I'm doing this fucking show. <laughs> do you want to start the show? No, I want to go home. <laughs> I want to eat. You can eat as soon as we're done. All right, let's finish the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have to start it. Go ahead. Uh, Come on. You got your whole big fancy. I didn't uh, write anything up. I got nothing here. What show is this? Welcome to episode 38. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Start the continue podcast. Yeah. I'm Joe. Here with co host Bill. Hello, hello. Hello. Hello, the boss. Uh, how's it go again? For those of you that have, uh, never tuned in before, I'm glad you're here. Uh, we're a free flowing podcast. I don't know if you can make that out already from what you've heard so far, but, uh, basically Bill and I just, uh, shoot the shit about everything going on in our lives from video games to family to television to... Anything else that just catches our interest, movies, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Good enough? Yeah, that's good. All right. <laughs> Can you brighten it up now? It's a fucking dark cloud over here. Yeah, man. Fucking. Jesus. You don't give Joe food. It's trouble. Take over. Well, did you get to do anything interesting on your days off? No. <laughs> Nothing, man. <laughs> Uh, the kids went to, uh, today the kids went to, uh, strawberry picking. Oh My yeah. Mother-in-law took two kids straw while I worked on the house. Uh, took them to strawberry picking and then there's like a miniature animal farm there too. I'm always disappointed with strawberry picking nowadays. It oh. seems more expensive and the berries are way smaller than yeah. what you get at the grocery well, this store. This is a, a well-known farm. And they also make like their own pies and stuff. Yeah. So it's uh. Oh, the place it's, we it's go Pringles, is the same. It's Pringles Farm. I don't know if you know it. No, I don't know Pringles. But they got animals there and all that. So. Uh, it. Did you they, go out of your way to find an Italian listen, farm? 
I'm talking. <laughs> the kids, uh, they had a great time. They just fucking sat in the dirt between the strawberry uh, rows and they were picking them. She, uh, Bella was just like uh, picking dirt, strawberries, leaves, whatever, smiling away. Ethan filled up like a basket and then they went to go see the animals and they saw ducks there. <laughs> Holy sh Apparently she went like ape shit. She loved the ducks. Just squealing and laughing. So I wish I had seen it. Yeah, you were sunning at the pool at the at yeah. that time. So yeah, that's right. I wasn't running around doing errands and not seeing daylight again. No, I'm convinced that these fields they let the harvesters go through first and pick off the uh, the grade A strawberries, the big ones. Right. You know, and then they allow the public to come in for the pick your own, which have already been picked through patches. And it doesn't seem, it seems more money than what it would be at the grocery store. And at the grocery store, you're getting the, the well, grade A strawberry. Well, we bought, where she, she picked like a barrel, uh, a barrel, a bucket. And she bought the ingredients. We're going to make her own strawberry jam to save for the wintertime. Well, you can have it anytime. Why is it got to be for the, the winter? Wintertime. You, you're, the jam can only be open in the winter. Is this the pioneer days? No, fresh strawberry jam in the wintertime when you can't get it normally. Well, you make enough so you have it all year. If you pick enough and you want to do all that work. So come September when you're really wanting some strawberry jam, you oh, can't touch that yet. I really, I've stopped eating strawberry jam or jams in general. I used to love it on my toast and man, it's now it's like too much work. <laughs> yeah, it is. I got barely enough energy to put butter on. <laughs> oh, right. Sometimes it's just dry toast. Hmm. So, so yeah, that was today. And then the other fucking three days or two and a half, whatever, just garbage, man. Nothing. Baseboards and trim. Hmm. Dealing with people. Uh, what did I do on my two days off? Oh, well, thanks for, thanks for asking, off? Joe. Good. Um... Well, one of the things, I took uh, our oldest to a couple a couple movies on these past couple days. That's right, a couple movies you at the theater. went out in public? Yeah, to the theater, if you can believe it. Uh, she'd been bugging me about a couple movies, and uh, one of them being Jurassic World. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, I said, sure, why not? Let's and this was after the numbers came in for the weekend, right, how huge it was. And I'd heard uh, a lot of people gushing about it, especially Kevin Smith. He's Kevin Smith said he was brought to Listen, tears by this movie. You know what? But, um, <laughs> he's pretty nostalgic. We we know you have issues with Kevin Smith, right? No, I don't have problems. You have problems, with Kevin Smith. So I saw Jurassic World, yeah, uh, in standard. Uh, what would that cost standard compared to three uh, D? Doesn't three D cost another six dollars or something? Mm. But you get to keep the glasses? Yeah. Oh, wait, do you or no? No, it was standard, meaning no glasses. No, I'm talking 3D. Oh. Yeah. No, well, you can keep the glasses if you want. But uh, let me, t this, this theater, man, this was on uh, Monday night? Yep. You had, went out had, to have, had to have been, right? Monday night? You went out at nighttime? Yeah, for like a seven o'clock show or something like that. Jeez, you're brave. You go in there, and the box office is closed. Where you would normally buy tickets, line up and buy tickets, that's closed. And there's a sign there saying you can buy your tickets at the concession stand. <coughs> so why would, why would the box office be closed at what time? Yeah, for evening, for the evening shows. It's like 7 o'clock. Well, they want you to go to concession. Why? So you can be bugged to buy concession food at the same time as your tickets. Wait, so, where'd you say you can buy the tickets at? Concession? Yeah, the concession. Not the automated machines that they have outside. Well, there was automated machines too. I'm getting to that. So I look at the concession and it's lined up. There's like three kids working the stands. Because the concession is usually after the check-in where you have to show the ushers your ticket to actually get further into the theater part, right? No, not at, no. No, not at this theater. Oh, well, that's how it is at mine. No. You got the outer lobby as soon as you walk inside from the outer doors. 
where you can buy your tickets from the booths or from the automated tellers. Then you have to go through another set of doors where it's gated off again and then you got the little concierge desk where you show them your ticket and then they let you through into the actual theater lobby. Right. That sounds like more of an older setup. No, this is like the, well, it used to be a, a newer AMC, mm. which is now owned by whatever fucking landmark or empire or whatever it is, right? Well, this is our newest theater and no, concessions are before where you go to the theaters. So it was lined up, so I didn't want to do that. I'd, I'd do the automated thing, you know? So I go check out those kiosks. Out of maybe eight of them, only two of them are working. So I go to the one that's not occupied by people, and I go through the rigmarole <coughs> of picking the movie in whatever time and all that jazz. And it says, select your payment. So I select my payment. And the key, the keypad where you stick your card in doesn't light up, doesn't connect. I'm like, what? What is going on here? And it said transaction uh, aborted due to no response from the keypad or whatever. And I'll try it again. Same thing. Keypad never lights up. So that doesn't work. There's people at the other one. None of the other terminals are working. So we're forced to go to concession. And there's, you know, two women ahead of me that are fighting with the clerk there because he didn't do their scene points properly and all this bullshit and rigmarole going on. And all this time, my daughter is tugging at my sleeve saying, God, I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. I just, I wish I would have, you know, had a drink before coming here. I'm so thirsty and hungry too. the pop. How much is, I said, listen, you can get anything you want. She had her wallet. You can buy whatever you want using your money so go to town if you want popcorn get pop you want a drink get a drink she go okay, yeah that's a great idea what how how much do you think a popcorn would be well i see up here the popcorn is eight dollars oh hmm and what about a drink how much would it well a drink's around four dollars oh yeah i don't know if i really are you sure you don't want anything I you know i'm not so thirsty sure? or hungry anymore eh? and this is why you're buying tickets at the concession so they nail you but uh, we got out of there. I got my tickets. Went saw Jurassic World. And, uh, Wait, without any snacks or drinks? I had her bring. She snuck in a little uh, Nutella snack pack I thing. Fucking, I bring fucking sandwiches and cheese and crackers <laughs> and snacks into this thing, man. I don't pay for anything anymore. No. And cans a, of pop. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you guys for screwing us over all these years. Oh, I bring totally. a fucking full-fledged sandwiches when I go to these theaters. <laughs> I, it's ridiculous. I can imagine you bring in a cooler. Big F you to these fucking theaters for gouging us for years, man. 30, 30 bucks to go see a movie now, two people. Fuck you, you... Something. <laughs> Let's say something that people don't like. So Jurassic World was... was fuckers. ...was interesting. It was fun. It was a fun summer movie. You got me angry again. Um, Sorry. What? Yeah, Jurassic World. I guess I can't really tell you much about it since you haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't want to know. Is, is uh, your boyfriend, Chris uh, Pratt, sexy in it? Mm. You got a man crush on this guy. Oh, yeah, I totally Chris do. Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, 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 pretty, no uh, he's pretty much the every man in this, in this uh, although he's supposedly... Is he your man? Ex-Navy or something like that. If you could pick... Uh, you. I suppose we all know you already the Chris major Pratt plot are in points. A boat and uh, it's going down, and he can only save one of us. Who are you going to save? <laughs> well, Chris Pratt. Hmm. He's worth more. You get a reward. So the only the only thing that's wacky is uh, everyone knows already is that the the uh, Raptors are on our side for the when everything falls apart till the end when uh, everything is righter than they turn on us we look to the which i which you know uh, i had to uh, swallow that but they said if you know the chris pratt character was there when they were born and he imprinted on them and all that i i guess if he's been working with them for years maybe maybe he would have some kind of bond with them he portrayed himself as the alpha of their pack maybe that could work out but uh then it just got a little hokey because the Raptors switched sides and then they switched back and there's a little bit of hokiness Jeez, there. It's just like a real bad guy movie with people. Yeah, but then there was a big payoff in Ugh. the end. It, it paid off really good in the climax and 
you know, it's Did a you summer movie. Max all over. It, it was a summer movie. Are so. you excited for the next Jurassic World? They're definitely making a sequel for sure. Called Jurassic Universe. Is it? Are you making that up? Yes. Oh. You know what? It Where was the Raptors go with Chris Pratt uh, into outer space and join the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, right. What was good about it was all the <laughs> nods to other summer blockbuster Respect. movies like uh, Jaws and Aliens. And uh, the original Jurassic Park movie was represented in the park that they made because you actually explore the old ruins of the original Jurassic Park. How big was this island? It's the original island from the first... Yeah, that's what I mean. How big was it? Pretty big. Pretty big. Pretty, pretty big. It's not really an island. So for nostalgia fans with the old movies and summer blockbusters, it it was entertaining. Would you say it's like a small continent? No, it's an island. Perhaps a a peninsula, just like Florida. No. So is that all you want me to say about Jurassic World? Yeah, that's all I care about. Okay. I didn't even... What? And so... Yeah, I cared, I guess. I don't know. During that movie, and we see the trailer for uh, a few other movies, she's... uh, The kid's going on how she really wanted to see the Inside Out movie, and she wouldn't let me stop. She wouldn't stop with the Inside Out references for the next couple days and uh the wife had some free passes i guess so we took those and i took her to see inside out disney pixar's inside out you know with the emotions remember that i've lost all my emotions but i do remember what they're like i think it's all emoticons um what are you listening? Do you yes. know what I'm talking about? Yes. What? Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah, Inside the Girl's Head. Yeah, so we went and saw That's the second movie we, we saw. Describe it. Um, yeah, you follow. It's the life of, a, of an 11-year-old, and the emotions going on inside of her head are uh, illustrated as little animated characters. Uh, Louis Black plays, like, anger. Well, that's a surprise. <laughs> Uh, the kid loved this movie. Ugh. The kid loved this movie, absolutely. And it's highly rated. Like, Rotten Tomatoes gives it like a 98 yeah. or something. Well, supposedly it's uh, Pixar's best movie since something. I forget what they said it was. To me, I got bored during it. Hmm. Yeah, it's the, the second half. I I was bored. And it didn't bring... You are pretty critical. It ha- Well, no, like, there's Pixar movies, like... Maymore. You know, like Wally. That, that was... was phenomenal movie yeah it's tops in my book didn't come close to that actually and, you know what even with wally i'd probably say the first three quarters of it was phenomenal and then the ending was just disappointing i think hmm very very hokey well not hokey but just you know happy 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 really well there's a yeah. the big fight at the end the big battle to get the plant in the thing that was the whole climax. Yeah, and they did that, but I just meant like the first part of it was just the whole interaction, the whole him on the planet, him by himself, him finding that little robot girlfriend of his, yeah. their interaction together. That was good. Trying to get off the planet, or no, she gets taken back, and he's trying to find her again. Well, that was... That was a really... Wally. It was like magical because they could convey emotion with these uh, robots that had no, no real Some of the best facial movies, articulation. Man. Some of the best movies. Uh, even Up, I found Up would would be would be a better movie than this Inside Out. Up made me cry. That was just too sad of a movie. You don't start off a movie with uh, a guy's wife dying and then he's all lonely and depressed and decides oh, to go. That's the Disney way, man. You got to kill off. Uh, someone closely related to the main character immediately. It's a good tool to hook the audience into a Maybe relationship. That's my life. I think the wife is trying to kill me, so. Oh. That'd be a good Disney movie, man. Well, could be. So that's that. Two movies for Bill. I can't tell you the last time I saw a movie. Oh, we theater. did see that in 3D, by the way. What'd that cost? Oh, and I also splurged on uh, popcorn what and uh, drink combination. So I had two free passes, right? 
two standard passes. So you had to play for the upgrade. And then I paid for the to be in 3D and the combo. I still threw another like $28 at it. Fuck you, you pieces of shit. Yeah. The combo was a large popcorn, like, a large drink, why and a candy. People, as many people aren't going to the theaters anymore. Well, plus you get submitted to these long format commercials for at least five minutes before the trailers start. And the, tr the commercials are horrid. They're extremely loud. They're poorly done. Try to elicit some kind of emotion from the viewers, which if you do get emotional for these things, you're, you're a dummy because it's just, it's just ridiculous. Ah. Hmm. What trailer is that? I saw the Charlie Brown trailer. What do you mean? We're doing a movie? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I love Charlie Brown. It's it's going to be... Well, the trailer I saw was in 3D, so I assume the movie's going to be in 3D. But they found a way to animate him in a way where it's 3D, but still is what you remember is a flat 2D character. Hmm. They really did a cool job animating this. And the weird thing was the music bed for the trailer was not, you know, the Peanuts music? Yep. Doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. Yes, I'm well aware of the Peanuts movie. It wasn't that. It was the Who's Baba O'Reilly. Hmm. So this movie, I think, you know, it's like being targeted to the nostalgic adult more than the kid. Because what, oh, do man. kids even know Charlie Brown? I think so from, uh, well, at least from, it's, it's a Charlie Brown Christmas, right? Yeah, I guess we they still have that, that stuff. And they do, um, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And then it's the Easter something, Charlie Brown. I forget what it's called. Yeah. I got a bunch of those on videotape, yeah. actually. I've got, I've got It's the Great Pumpkin. I've got Charlie Brown Christmas. When I was a kid, you know those big, uh, they weren't laser discs, but they were the big discs from the RCA player machines? Right. Where you would, they were like the size of records and yeah. you know, bigger, and you would slide the disc in and pull it out of the RCA player. Yep. Nobody I had, had one. Those. Nobody was, had those. I used to fucking go crazy for them. We got my parents to rent it like three, four times a year. It was the, uh, uh, it's a big race, Charlie Brown, where he went to summer camp and then ended up doing like the river rapid thing. I don't know Jeez, that one. I got to buy that. I don't have that one. Someone was renting those discs? Well, we, my parents had the player. So, yeah, the stores had that. It was like the... It was just like when Beta came out, right? Yeah. These it was supposed to be like a version of Beta. Well, and then they failed because it was not... No one bought it. It was too expensive and this and that. Well, it was a major failure, yeah. it's uh, Well, RCA put everything into that and... It wasn't a good technology, at least. It wasn't like the beta VHS thing where the better technology lost out. Their technology actually was terrible. It often didn't work. Well, and we it could had only, an issue with ours. Each side could only hold how much? 30 minutes or something? Yeah, roughly, I guess. Or, I don't know. Maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, because you'd have to put the disc in, pull it back out after it was done playing that side, flip this massive case over, slide it case back into the RCA player so that the machine could pull out the other side of the disc. Right. So basically it's like flipping a record over and, and putting it into a machine. My parents still have a bunch of those discs too. I should, uh, they've got like the original MASH movie and some other shit like Gandhi. Uh, by that, the guy. That's the thing. How many flips would you have to do to for Gandhi? That's, that's wild. I remember I saw some of those at that flea market I went to, and I, uh, by mistake, called them laser discs. And Kevin over at Buried on Mars corrected my. Yeah, I should have picked one up. Corrected my post on uh, stcpod.com. Actually, I actually collect a bunch of uh, back to the Charlie Brown stuff. <clears throat> I've got a bunch of the. Uh, I'm always on the hunt for those little. They're the little cartoon books. I don't know what you'd call them. Comic books? No. Well, I'm just trying to think. The size of the books are pretty much like uh, 
regular soft cover size, but like half the size of thickness, right? Where it'd be like multiple peanut strips inside one. Yeah. I've got sure. ones going back to like 76 and stuff where the cartooning is like really rough and original. Hmm. So my uncle got me hooked on that when I was a kid. My, uh, I, I just remember my old supervisor at uh, the other place I worked actually met Schultz. Oh, yeah? He was traveling around with his buddy, like, you know, post-college traveling around the States kind of thing. And they looked up, like, Schultz's address and just showed up at his house. Rang his bell, and sure enough, he answered his bell. And uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, this works. Uh, <laughs> we're just big fans. We're art fans. They were art guys. And I guess, if I recall the story, Schultz invited them in and let them tour his studio a little bit and stuff. But back in the day, you know, and... You yeah, could, oh, uh, you didn't have to hide from the public. From, uh, or some sketch self. And <laughs> I still have in a frame from uh, his very last Charlie Brown that he wrote yeah. when it was public. Like, it was, it's clipped out of a newspaper. It's not the original artwork or anything, but it's the actual last strip he did for Charlie Brown. I don't know if I have that or not. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, I can't remember any other trailers I saw for some reason. Nothing else stood out. Yeah, I find them the same way, too. I'll be watching, like, a trailer and be like, oh, shit, this is awesome. And then the next day it's just like, what the, what else was coming out that caught my eye? I can't remember. Yeah, maybe it's because I was at, like, an animated movie or something. I just don't remember any giant blockbuster trailers that really caught my eye. Other than Charlie Brown, because I wasn't even expecting that. It just showed up but it wasn't like a, a mixture of like uh animation and uh real people right it was strictly an animated cell oh yeah strictly animated but it pays strict homage to the to the way it was drawn originally i wonder what the story script would be Jeez. well it's about charlie brown has always been the loser right always gets the ball pulled out from, from yeah, him when from he lucy yeah so now he he wants to be a winner He's going to change his ways. He's going to be a winner. And uh, I think you also get to see the origin, the origin story of the little red-headed girl. Because that, that, there's some... Uh, they, I forget if you ever actually see what she looks like. Yeah, I don't think you do. But they allude to this new girl that moves in next door to him. And she's got red hair. And that's who he's. Uh, that's mm. his interest in this movie. Yeah, I forgot about the cute little red-headed girl. And he's trying to build up the confidence to talk to him, talk to her. and You can relate to that, right? You like course. the red-headed girls. Yeah, oh, yeah. So. Firebush. Firebush, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? While we're still on this, and I can, while I still remember, you had brought up uh, a movie, movie uh, question to me uh, last time we worked together. Hello? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. Top, top five soundtracks, nonsense. Oh, well, you know, you did your top five car chases, and I was kind of thinking, I wonder what Joe would think about uh, if you had to pull, like, soundtracks from movies. What, that was the what first thing that I said. Top Gun. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the only soundtrack that came to my head. And you're like, I, I'm like, I got to look up online because I don't remember what fucking movies out there have good soundtracks or, you know, Nothing yeah. recent, but... That was the one rule I told you, don't look online <sighs> for this. I just had to refresh my memory. I don't need you reading there, uh, a generic list. I just want your opinion on, you know, what yeah, you remember. so many. Okay. Well, one, let's get this one off the list. Then. But okay. Top Gun's valid. That's on a lot of lists, you know, because, uh, well, if you Listen, like I'm that, not Kenny saying, Loggins. I'm not saying it's a great movie. I'm not saying it's... Uh, the soundtrack is fantastic. The soundtrack, I think, uh, is certainly catchy. Um, was the Top Gun movie popular when it came out, or was that oh, after Oh, God, yeah. yeah. No way. Oh, it blew the doors off. All I remember is a uh, highway through the danger zone. Bow, bow, bow. And uh, Take My Breath Away, of course. Oh, that was a fucking huge song. Jeez, yeah. Even though he was uh, making out with an old lady. <laughs> yeah 
I never got how she was an instructor at Top Gun. That never, I could never figure that out. This civilian woman, what was her experience to become a, a combat uh, instructor uh, at she Top Gun? She had expertise and certain things, I forget what. Ugh. Oh, boy. Anyway, I, the, the soundtrack is certainly a feel-good soundtrack, and I don't know, whatever. 80s feel-good, as I like to call it. Yeah. Um, okay, but aside from that uh, fucking fantastic off-the-cuff answer I gave you, uh, you and I saw a great movie last week, American Graffiti. Yeah, we did. That on, uh, certainly does have a great soundtrack. Yep. Yep. Name, name some of them. Um, I can't because I can't like, remember. Anything. Uh, uh, it's all jukebox hits. Uh, I'm sure, like Love Potion Number Nine and They're classic period pieces, obviously, right? <coughs> but all they were all hits. You're right. I have that on vinyl. Really? Yeah. All right. Big double disc. Um, okay, so you want to hear mine? Yeah, man. Now, these are just some... These are what I pulled off the internet. This is what I pulled off in terms of... Uh, I was doing image searches for top soundtrack LPs and all that shit. Uh, right? The rule was no musicals or concert films, because that'd be too easy. Right? We had rules? Yeah. No musicals or concert films, okay. well, because not... Woodstock would be number one easily, right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because I'm not a fucking hippie. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I can take Grease off then. Yeah. Because that's a musical. Yeah. But that... That music sucked anyways. That was a great soundtrack. Nope. Great movie. Um, and I guess I can take Mamma Mia off. Oh, my God. Mamma Mia. <laughs> da, 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 da. You know how many times I've seen that movie? Like oh. six times. Oh Every time God. it was on the movie channel, I had to fucking watch it for some Why? reason. Why? What is there? I don't to know. Watch. My wife asked me the same question. Oh my God, you're watching this again? <laughs> well, the Amanda Seyfried was, she's a fucking little tickle bitty hottie. Oh. Okay. So I like seeing her dance around. And I like the ABBA songs, to be honest with you. Mm. Chew on that. Nope. Does uh, Forrest Gump work? Definitely. It's on my list. No. Absolutely. It's on my list first. No. Well, probably was on my list when I conceptualized this. Probably not. But uh, What's a major tune from the Forrest Gump track? I'm trying to think which one, which scene I like the best and that has that song in there. Uh... What's that one uh, going going to San Francisco? Going to San Francisco. Yeah. Uh. Going to San Francisco. I don't think yeah, that was. I think in it was movie. when he was in the military part, and she was leaving or something. She was a hippie, and then she was leaving on the bus, and he was still in his military uniform. How about, uh, I remember, was it a flashback? Uh, Jenny was like in the 80s phase doing coke and she was at that party and she got up on the railing and Freebird was uh, uh, playing. She, it wasn't a party. She was in She was in some guy's apartment. He was passed out on the bed. What, yeah. Wasn't some kind of party? No, I think it was just like middle of the night. Oh, well, as she's getting up on the ledge, the the solo in Freebird, it's not really a solo, it's two guitars going absolutely bonkers, is just building and building as she's climbing up the ledge. And as the song climaxes, that's when she, like, and has to get back down. It's just amazing, amazing bit of uh, weaving in music to the scene. Of course, Hendrix's uh, take on Dylan's All Along the Watchtower is pretty prevalent in the Vietnam scenes. So yep. many good tracks in that movie. Absolutely. Um, I threw in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Just for it's all the, uh, I guess, well, I guess they're period pieces as well. 
well, Tarantino's use of music, like, as a, a texture of a scene, you know, like the music is full on and it, it's the first thing you hear. All the effects and dialogue yeah. can be after the music. I just love that. You know, like in Kill Bill or that type of movie where he puts like old Western themes into the movie. Yeah. It's that uh, that one song in the Kill Bill, I think it was when she was fighting uh, the crazy 88s or whatever they're called. That one big fight scene. Was that... Uh, there was some uh, Japanese band playing in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Where I remember the theme song to uh, Ironside was pretty prevalent. Yeah. Prevalent. <clears throat> Okay, I agree. It's a Howard Stern stick there. Um, I threw in the movie Singles. I don't 1992, know. Yeah, Cameron Crowe movie, Mother Trucker. Really? That's a Cameron Crowe? You got it. I don't think I've ever seen it. He directed uh, this it? This was, I guess, out at the time when uh, everybody was, this, the whole Seattle grunge thing was in full effect. Yeah, uh, Paul Westerberg was on it. Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Change, Chains. <laughs> the fuck you laughing at? Is it Garofalo in that movie? Screaming Trees. Janine Garofalo was in Singles. No. Hmm. Are you thinking of the Ethan Hawke movie? Yeah, that's what I'm in? thinking. What uh, movie is that? Ethan hmm. Hawke, Winona Ryder. Yeah, that one. The da, ba, 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 ba. Hold on, calm down. Kit, watch it. I'll be throwing shit. Sim yelling at you right now. Yeah, well, what is it? What's what? What's the movie called? Ben Stiller was in it. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go anywhere until we figure it out. Uh, it was uh, much that much music ripoff show. Yeah, it's what you call that generation. Uh, what man, the fuck. Think of this, man. People are yelling at us right now. <laughs> okay, name off the people on it again. Gene Garofalo, Winona Ryder, Ethan Hawke. There's the other roommate guy, the douchebag guy. Yeah, what do you call those people? Ben's of that age. That's the what uh, generation? It's Generation X, but that's not the name of the movie. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah. That's yeah, that's not the name. <laughs> what did I say? Okay, my single. <laughs> so that was Think, dude, think. Uh, I like that Melanie yours. Oh fuck. God. No. See if your fucking Android device works. Don't Google this. Oh. What do you want me to ask it? Uh, Ethan Hawke, Winona Ryder movie. Okay, Google. What movie stars Ethan Hawke and Winona Ryder? According to Wikipedia, Reality Bites is a 1994 Fuck. romantic <laughs> comedy drama film written by Helen Childress and directed by Ben Stiller. It stars Winona Ryder, Ethan Hawke, and Stiller with supporting roles by Janine Garofalo and Steve Zahn. Garofalo? <laughs> Thank you, Google. You kick Siri's ass again. Let me put my thing in your mouth, Google. There you go. It's fucking reality bites. I and actually I saw that a bunch of times too. Anyway, I really enjoyed the single soundtrack. I thought it was good. Uh, so I said, Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump. The only other ones I had on there, I had Empire Strikes Back. I thought that soundtrack was very moving. Empire. I think was the first time the uh, Imperial March played. Really? Yeah, I don't think it was in the first movie. So, yeah. Mm, you're probably right, because there really wasn't any... I don't think the Imperial Army even really made its presence known in the first one. I don't think they had the budget for it. And then... Um, I threw this one last one in just because of uh, 
it was a real first Disney movie that really blew my mind in terms of animation. So I guess that had an impact on me as well. And I guess, it, you know, I was younger when I saw it, but uh, the Lion King movie. Yeah. Not a mind-blowing soundtrack, but the soundtrack combined with the animation, like the groundbreaking animation that they used in it, that whole combination just really made it work for me, so. Who was that, Elton John? Uh, yeah, it's he was the majority of it. That thing was a groundbreaker. Hmm. Anyway, that's all I threw down because, man, that's all I really had time for. Well, for me, like you said, the Cameron Crowe movies, but I was thinking more uh, Almost Famous and yeah. Jerry Maguire. And, of course, he wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High. What which, was in Jerry Maguire? Well, I just remember at the credits, he played uh, an awesome Bob Dylan song, which was unreleased. He dug up an unreleased Bob Dylan song, a version. So I, was, I thought that was pretty cool. But just the one song. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember that soundtrack being anything good. Uh, what else can I say? You know uh, the Wes Anderson movies? Yeah, I've seen uh, numerous of them. There was, you know, Bill Murray is, I think, in most of them, or a lot of them. I remember the submarine one where they, he was the ocean oceanographer or something, the like a Jacques Cousteau type of character, I think. Yeah, Life Aquatic. And the Tannenbaums and yep. Rushmore. Yep, saw all three of those. Life Aquatic, I remember, had lots of Bowie in it. But I, just like his movies, have the music is an important important part of it. Like I said about Tarantino, where music is very forward. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't, at least maybe a majority of the viewing public, probably don't realize uh, how valuable a good soundtrack can be to completing the movie right well even if you don't know the songs just to have that music that much forward in the audio yeah it's I, a good filler right it's like a well it's like another character it's like another layer another texture and another anderson pt anderson does it with his movies like punch drunk love the sandler movie where he's got those sisters that drive him crazy and philip seymour hoffman's in it he's like uh He's uh, runs a, a sex phone line. Is trying to get money from. Anyways, hmm. really good movie. But the the music. I don't know any of the songs, but the music is way forward, and it, you're just enveloped by the all of the sound of the music. And an organ, uh, like a harmonium, is like one of the characters of the movie, and that's played quite a bit. And it, it just uh, it just envelops you and like hugs you and stuff. So, uh, Punch Drunk Love, uh, Magnolia, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights had a great soundtrack on its own with real music. I don't remember that. What was that? Boogie Nights? Yeah. You never saw it? No, I saw it. I just don't remember the soundtrack. Oh, well. Now, is this a musical, A Mighty Wind? The Christopher Guest movie? Uh... I, I wouldn't say, right? They don't break spontaneously into music and create a scene out of it. It's more like... Yeah, a, no, I wouldn't say it's a musical. Okay, so this falls in the rules. I love the soundtrack. I love the music Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy uh, created for this. I just love the songs. They're songs I can... Uh, so you and I got two different tastes, I think, in terms of what, what we consider soundtracks. I, I tend to go towards the movies where they're more, uh, I guess, uh, you know, not, I guess, chart-based, yeah, if you want to call it that. Well, I'm doing both. I'm doing both. I'm getting there. Oh, okay. I'm getting there. A Mighty Wind, they created their own music, though, and I thought they did an awesome job. It was just great music. All right. So, what will I fall? You know, Forrest Gump was on my list, too, American Graffiti, of course. Hey, remember the movie Pirate Radio? Again with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yep, where he was based on a true story where he was some guy who started his own radio station on a boat. Yeah, kind of, kind of. You're halfway there. He was a DJ hired to spin tracks on a boat in, like, the English Channel right. because... Uh, There's no regulations. 
Right. You they couldn't have rock music playing on conventional radio stations at this time in. But they were in uh, England, right? Right. Yeah. And the, well, the movie's also known as the boat that rocked, and the music is like. Yeah, it's awesome. Mind-blowing. It's all British rock and, uh, well, though there's some American, to them it would be American invasion music. And they had a really high music budget, but not big enough to, uh, like there's no Beatles music or anything like that because they couldn't afford it. So they had to fill in the rest of the soundtrack with music they could afford, but they found these great one-hit wonder kind of tracks that are plastered all through the movie. Love it. What else? Uh, hey, a, a soundtrack I actually bought not too long ago on vinyl, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. What? Yeah, that was a good one. Well, no, that, yeah, it's good. It is good, and I put that on. The kids love it. The kids love the music on there. Um, you remember Good Morning Vietnam? Uh, yeah. I don't remember the soundtrack, but... Um, I'm just trying to think the type of song. What song? Do you remember the songs that they played for that kind of movie? Like that whole. Yeah, it would be like uh, American Graffiti. It was like 50s yeah, rock and roll. I was roll. trying to think. Like, uh, Some early Stones. Same stuff they would use like in the Forrest Gump part of the, the war scenes, right? Yeah, the early on when stuff. Over in Vietnam. Actually, I remember having this soundtrack on cassette. And it was good because they uh, it wasn't just the music. They would put like Robin Williams bits in in between the music. Oh, that's different. Yeah, so it was quite entertaining. Hey, you you probably forgot about this. What about Old Brother? Where art thou? Well, I enjoyed the movie. And there was a couple songs I liked in there. Yeah, that caused a huge resurgence for bluegrass. Um, what about heavy metal? Mm, I don't remember what was in it. Oh, there's like Black Sabbath, a lot of heavy metal music no i don't think it did anything for me no uh i remember those movies freaked me out as a kid though there was heavy metal and there was some other one some other alien one ah, i'll have to figure that out now nah, the first time i saw heavy metal man i was blown away i'm like what am i seeing this is a cartoon yet there's boobies flying all over the place and it was on tv too i don't know what channel aired it but I think it must have been on TVO or something. Blew me away. And it had all the great voices like uh, John Candy and I think there was a bunch of SCTV people on there, wasn't there? I don't remember. I yeah. saw it. I saw it when I was a kid, and that was pretty much it. Uh, from our, it's appeared on your car crash list too. The Blues Brothers, right? And uh, a couple I'll throw in because it, they're loaded with Bob Dylan music. Wonder Boys and High Fidelity. Or because they have Bob Dylan in there? No, well, they have great music too, but you got you got to admit High Fidelity is just loaded with great music. You can't go wrong with Wonder Boys. So that's it. That's my list of soundtracks that anyone should listen to. Mm-hmm. Good. Are you still here, or have you succumbed to your hunger? Uh, no, I was just thinking about your soundtracks there. Good. You got anything to add, or? No. <laughs> I think you and... Yeah. Me. Yeah, we just got different tastes, I guess. Whatever. What? No. There's a bunch of uh, stuff on my list that are on your list. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, but, like, I never would have picked the Wes Anderson movies. Not so much. For, well, I kind of slipped that in. Because I was thinking more of soundtracks where, I guess, the songs were more popular or known or, you know, hits. Yeah. really had some good feel to them, right? Yep. Instead of, like... Uh, you know, you have some stuff in there that's kind of obscure or, you know, might not be well-known or... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's more, like... More, uh, 
instrumental based, I guess. I just picked those because the music played such an important role in those movies. Like I, you could put A Clockwork Orange or any other Stanley Kubrick movie in there where even though it's all like synf- symphony and Ludwig van, it's, it's, it's a whole nother character, the music. So yeah, it's not necessarily something you'll put on the jukebox, but for the movie, it was extremely important. So yeah, I had both sides of it, soundtracks and just movies where music is important. Just like video games, music is extremely important in video games. True. Um, well, how are you doing in that game you were doing? You're playing Resident Evil 4 right now. Yeah, I'm playing uh, on the PS2, some Resident Evil 4. How, since I saw you last, anyway, how far are you close to finishing at least? Oh my god, I hope so. I don't know. I'm I told at, you it was a long game, man. I'm at 4-3, whatever that is. I'm outside the castle, finally. I've been through the mines. I'm back up to the surface. Um, that's all I know right now. I'm fighting villagers again. Yeah, to be honest with you, I forget how much further you have to go. Uh, but I told you, that, that was one of my things for recommending it, too. It's just it's such a, aside from the gameplay and everything uh, being sort of like a breath of fresh air to the franchise, I just, I enjoyed the aspect of just, you'd finish one part and be like, like you said, holy shit, like how much longer is this game going on? Just, it seems like it's taken forever. And that, for me, that was part of the enjoyment, too, right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, if you own the game and you want it to get, you know, this is the Cartridge Club game of the month, so I'm trying to bang this off in the month. That's why I'm, you know, eagerly anticipating the end. But uh, having fun. Well, I brought it in, so uh, you could. we were kind of spelling each other off for a while. You'd take a level and I'd take a level. Yeah, well, because I, jeez. I hadn't played it for at least, uh, shit, probably at least five years. Probably longer. But, um, yeah, it is really enjoyable, man. I, I wouldn't mind going back to play it again at some point if I can find the time. Watching you play, though, was kind of funny. It was like, uh, fuck, it's in, I, maybe I just got no patience anymore to watch other people play, but <laughs> it, was like, it was like watching my wife play a video game. <laughs> you, you were making me, uh, if I didn't shave my head, I'd be fucking pulling hair out. Yeah. Because you were such a pro freaking gamer. I'm like, holy fuck. Just yep. You were jumping out of your chair when you played. You yep. were all got your legs all rolling around yeah, and stuff. I, I, that's how I play my games, man. I get into it. That I was get, freaky. I get scared. I get the Jimmy legs. <laughs> if someone starts chasing me, it's like the controller. I can't do it fast enough. So it's just like I move my legs to make the character move yeah, faster. Yeah, you're rolling the chair all around the floor. Jesus. That was fun to even just play for a little bit again, but... Uh, I'll admit, though, it probably is frustrating to watch me because I'm very pokey. I like to check out every corner, but there's nothing check out my sight lines, That's take a step forward. Well, mind you, yeah, there's some points of that that you do that. Like you said, when you were uh, earlier stage there, you're on when you're uh, coming up to the castle. And then you're going through the ramparts before you get into it. You can use your sniper and really... You got the guys uh, with the catapult shooting shit at you, and you can peck them off before and all that. Mm-hmm. That's sniper gun, man. I think I use that the most in the game. Now, this last time, that last bit when I was in the mines was the first time I ran out of ammo for my handgun. I couldn't believe really? it. Really? Yeah, those insects come back, eh? They take like 12 rounds each, something like that. Yeah, you really have to beef up your power of your shotgun, I think, to. Uh, it was, for me, is like. Probably close quarter combat. I use that shotgun a lot. Yeah, you got to, but the you, there aren't a ton of shells for it. Yeah. So I was trying to use the handgun more, but so keep doing the power up to get that your blast power, whatever it's called, of your shotgun or whatever weapon it is you're using. Yeah, I think they're maxed out pretty good. Really? I'm sticking with the uh, what's it called, the Red Nine gun for the handgun. Yeah, sticking with that the whole way. I don't know if I use that one. Which one did I use? Jeez. <coughs> Bet you I still have my save game somewhere. That's cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Jeez. I know it's hard to get you to into playing some games, but uh, 
Yeah, I just can't watch you play it. Well, the booby pump bag will be coming back uh, tomorrow night. We'll give her one more night of... Uh, Try finish it off, man. Yeah, we'll do her tomorrow. Put a good solid four hours of gameplay. Yep. No more messing around. Just get her done. Get plowing Wait through Wait till it. you get to the last boss. You're going to love it. I had a couple tough bosses. Uh, one of those, the right hand of the little dude. Yeah. When you're... Uh, down in the uh, utility corridors kind of thing, and you got to push over the uh, liquid right. uh, liquid nitrogen to freeze them and then let loose with your shotgun on them. Remember that? Right, yeah, yeah. He has a big scorpion tail or something. That was wild. Oh, I mean, I'm just trying to think of his name in the game, though. What the fuck was it? I think Buddy just called him my right hand. And you had warned me that they'd be a handful when I had. Oh, the guys in the robes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought there's. I thought there was a part where you fought both of them at once. No, well, there's not. You fight the right, then you probably you fight the left later or something. Great! I can't wait. You got you got to fight two of the gigantors at once in the lava room where the floor opens up. Oh, really? And you get to trip one into the lava. Oh, I wish I had seen that part. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool, although I was um, got a little frustrated and I used up my rocket launcher on the second guy. I don't know if that was a bad thing or uh, not. I think he at went the down. end, you, get, you got the opportunity at the end to use your launcher a lot more, so don't be worried about it. Well, I got to get another one. Uh, I used it, and it was gone. Like, you get one shot, and, and it's gone. Yeah, but yeah, don't worry about it. Don't, don't, ah, do you do whatever you want. Uh, yeah, but. You'll see. All right, man. I'm, uh, I think I might uh, heat up some uh, lunch. I want to eat my ribs. Are we doing some trades? And then I'm going to eat part of your dinner. <laughs> Trades, or are you just going to conquer my dinner? Tradesies. I gave you, uh, yeah, I'll, we'll, let's, uh, we'll do a little potluck thing going on here. All right. Sounds good. Well, tell the, uh, tell the people where they can find us, dude. I want to thank all the listeners for getting through, sitting with us for another episode of Start yeah. to Continue Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at STCPod, and our website is www.stcpod.com. And we have a YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube slash start to continue. That's it. And uh, you can always email us too, start to continue mail at gmail.com or just stcpodmail at gmail.com. That works too. Lots of options. Bro. Yeah, man, we're Lots out there. We're options. everywhere. Sorry, the website's been kind of boring lately. Uh, Joe had promised some. Uh, some shit to go on there, but you have yet to deliver. And Bill was going to start it off first, <laughs> and then we're going to alternate weeks. Right. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, Bill handles the STC Pod Twitter account. I handle the at AC Decepticon account on Twitter, and check out my blog, uh, angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. And once again, we just want to remind everyone, look for us. Uh, every Friday, we'll have a new show up around Fridays at 9.30. That's it. I'm good. Post it and post it. <laughs>